0: You are now listening to Raise the W, recorded at the School of Communication inside the Hickey Audio Lab on the beautiful campus of Western Michigan University. Come aboard and hear the people, stories, and impact of Western Michigan University. Here's your host, Tim Tarantine. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Raise the W, the podcast where we celebrate all things Western Michigan University. I'm your host, Tim Tarantine, and in studio I have a former classmate, a friend, and a face and voice you all in the greater Michigan area will recognize, Keith Thompson. He is the chief meteorologist for WWMT Channel 3. Welcome, Keith, to the podcast.
1: Thanks, Tim. Thanks very much. And you're right. We were classmates together, first class in grad school, and here we are several years later.
0: We're right back in the same building just down the hall. <laughs> That's right. From where we were trying to figure out our futures. That's right. Uh, and learning together. Before we go too far into that uh, history and a really cool story, talk about where you grew up.
1: I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, and I, my parents are from the South. We're Southerners. Uh, moved up here, though, for the uh, job at Channel 3 back in 1989. Jeez. And uh, so next April will be 30 years here. But yeah, grew up in Jacksonville and uh, I now on a, I'm a Michigander. you know, I've been up here now longer, much longer than I was in Florida. For a long time, I considered myself a Floridian, uh, but uh, now I'm, you're a Michigan. I'm, I'm certainly now in the culture in Michigan. yeah.
0: What was it like growing up there?
1: Uh, well, I didn't grow up in the Florida that I think a lot of people think of. You know, you think of yeah. Orlando and Tampa and Disney World and Miami. I mean, I grew up in North Florida, and it's, uh, I actually grew up down a dirt road out in the, out in the yeah, woods. Sure. You know, So it was sort of a rural upbringing. I have too much older sisters, so it was like being an only child. Um, but, you know, it was, it was pretty typical. Down there, of course, you just deal with the heat. Like I think up here, people just deal with the cold.
0: Right, you yeah. just figure out how to deal with
1: it. I remember my dad telling me a story, and it's funny because I never thought I would live, you know, up north with those Northerners, as my parents would would say. Uh, and I, we were sitting one day. We had been working out in the yard. We had two acres. It was constantly mowing beggar weeds, as we call them, and you know that kind of stuff. It was there was more sand than there was grass, and so every time you'd mow the yard, you'd get dirt up your nose, and of course you're sweating like crazy. We were sitting under a tree one day, and my dad was like. We were talking about the heat and uh, my dad said, you know, son, uh, I know it's hot here, but I'll take the heat over the cold anytime because, you know, you can always take some stuff off and get the shade of the tree and drink yeah. some cool water. But when it's cold, there's just nothing, nothing you can do, and nowhere you can go. And so a few years ago, no lie, I was telling somebody up here about my Florida roots and it was in the middle of the winter. And that person said, oh. I don't think you can handle the summer. Said, you know, in the winter you can always put a coat on or something on, but in the summer, there's only so much you can do to get away from the heat. Yeah. (laughs) So turn the story around. The same
0: perspective from two different ends. That's right. right, That's right. So
1: goes life. That's right. That's for sure.
0: Somehow you ended up on television. Right. And somehow you ended up a meteorologist. Right. Was that the original plan?
1: That wasn't the original plan. The original plan was to be a a news reporter and uh, maybe a news anchor. The original plan was newspaper and Mm. to be a writer. I was interested in news and and being a reporter. Uh, But I fortunately had a bit of a penchant for ad-libbing. And back whenever I was coming up through the ranks, um, if you could ad-lib and you were a reporter, you probably were the weekend weatherman in a small market television station, and that's what Mm -hmm. happened. The first job that came calling to me was a television station in Gainesville, Florida. I was in college. I was actually um, about to finish college, and they had two part-time jobs. They had a news reporter job, and then they had a weekend weather job. And I had done some weekend weather at the college television station. I felt like I was okay at it. Yeah. So they said, "Can what do you think about us combining those jobs? Do you think you can do both of them? And, of course, I said yes, because any time opportunity presents itself.
0: Particularly when you're just getting yeah, started. You say yes
1: and figure it out later, <laughs> you know. And that's how it all started. And so after four years of working at the station in Gainesville, I liked weather. It ended up that, that weather sort of called to me more than the news did. Uh, and I just knew that if I was going to stay in this business, that being TV news, that uh, I would have a longer shelf life doing weather than I would being in news. And so I made the transition and that was part of coming to uh, WWMT. That was actually my first full-time weather job where I wasn't doing news. I yeah. was just doing sure. weather. And that's how it sort of it sort of blossomed from there. I mean I you know I think it's so like everybody else's story. you, couldn't have projected or predicted how things were going to go, and I still can't. It, that's right, and and you still yeah, can't. That's I right. Still I still can't, can't either. And uh, and I think that's a, a life lesson there is to be nimble, and to be prepared, and to be ready to say yes.
0: Yeah, e- and yeah, right, exactly. And you were able to do that.
1: Yeah, and and like I said, there were times you know when they asked me, "Do you think you can do both jobs?" Um, honestly, I didn't know. But I wanted that job.
0: You wanted to try.
1: I wanted to try. And if you're hungry, you'll figure it out.
0: So you became a weatherman. Right. And then you became a certified weatherman.
1: Right. Is
0: that on your own or that's just a part of doing the work?
1: Well, that was on my own. Um, I was able to get membership into the American Meteorological Society. Yes. uh, And then was able to earn the seal of approval from the AMS, which... Um, take some work. But at the time, it's a little bit of a different world now. I mean, even this was, you know, 17 years ago, and things have changed dramatically. At the time, that was very important to television managers, news managers, was that you have your seal of approval from the American Meteorological Society. And there's still some, I think, some value to it. Interestingly, one of my um, graduate school research projects here at Western that I actually presented at a conference had to deal with whether Mm -hmm. that seal is a tr- is a valuable sign of credibility or whether it's more myth than anything else. Sure. That's another story. Um and so I got that and um uh, you know that took a little bit of work and uh th- to sort of get that accreditation, let's say um or credit from yep. from the AMS. Yeah.
0: Wow. So you got your accreditation, you went mm-hmm. through all that. Mm-hmm. You've been at it 17 years.
1: Yeah. With the seal, I got the seal in 2001. Yeah. Oh, wow. Good but, for you. But I've been, you know, I started in the business um, in December of 84. Wow. I started in television and, and as a news reporter in the week. That was in December of 84.
0: How many news reporters are there in America? Is there a number? Oh, a number I don't before?
1: even, you know, I don't even know. And it's hard to quantify because these days, you know, you have so many networks that and are the out online, there. And you have, and, and, you know, and, and that's, part, that's, you know, who can call themselves a news reporter now, you know? Um, how about a neighborhood news reporter or, you know, with a with a blog or with just a video cam and a YouTube channel, you yeah. know. So I, I don't even know what that number is, you know, to be honest with you. Um, there are lots out there. <laughs> I know that. You know? Yeah,
0: sure. Wow. Well, I, you know, as I look at this. And I look at the world of television today. It's hard. It's a hard business it's it's competitive mm-hmm. it's you're, you're probably competing against my my weather app right? oh my phone, definitely so right? and, definitely and so, so yeah what have you learned about yourself in this competitive environment as you've grown as a professional
1: well um, I've learned that you know on a positive side I've learned that I still think that I can accept challenges and that I can motivate myself for challenges which I think after you know I'm, I'm proud of that considering that it's been what 30 33 years plus in the business and you know i i want to always fight that i guess sort of inevitability of saying you want to slow down and, and i'm not saying that i'm look i'm not patting myself on the back to say like oh i'm always on the run i'm always you know i have to fight laziness i think harder and harder every day yeah uh because you know it's it getting easier wanna slow down. it's getting easier and easier coast you know it's like ah i've already been there done that and um so maybe for me, like the, your weather app on your phone, uh, that is sort of like the needle in the side there that says, like, you better keep, you better keep going, you better you know? steer your Yeah, because in the digital world, you know, I mean, who would have thought? To me, even 15 years ago, who would have thought, or 10 years ago, that there would have been such a challenge to television in general? You know, I mean, television was the king, you know, and now you've got people who are—you um, have YouTube channels. I mean, you know, look, high schoolers today... I think You don't need a network. You don't need a network. You don't need CBS. And, you know, however, you know, I would still say, and I think research still says that you still want that local station because people still like that local tie. But who knows? With AI, uh, who knows how long even that's going to be around because it's a rapidly changing world. Um, And so things have changed quite a bit. And I am in competition with your app. And I have been, fortunately, uh, you know... Um, the, the the company I work for has provided some advice on how to stay relevant. That's what we're trying to do. I mean, we were told five years ago with some Pew Research numbers about people watching news with tablets in their lap. And five yeah. years ago, if it wasn't for Pew Research, if it would have been anybody else, I would have been like, ah, that's no way. No way. Right. But, that, you know, but that's true. And now today, of course, it's like, yeah, of course people do that. We already know that. But five years ago, I know that I got instruction from corporate that, look, we can't fight this. We got to join it. We got to join it. We got we to coexist with it and maybe even use it to enhance our product. But we cannot see this as you versus the app or yeah. you versus the smartphone because yeah. you're going to lose that battle. Every time. Every time. And so that's my challenge is to try to stay relevant and to say, yeah, I know what you can get on your app. I'm going to give you something a little bit more. I'm yeah. going to give you something that's a little more personal or mm-hmm. maybe something that's tied to what you're doing this weekend instead of the app, which is just, which is generic. Um, but, but that's the battle today. And, you know, it's interesting to me. Like I said, who would have thought 15 years ago or even 10 years ago, in my opinion, that somebody would have been talking about television being relevant? Mm. But that's what's coming.
0: That is. You're absolutely right. And we've seen other industries the same way, right? Oh. This is not... This yeah. is nothing new in our society over the last thirty years with technology, right? right. and look what things.
1: look what it's done to newspaper. Look yeah. what it's done to books, to yeah. some degree. You know, hard hardcover books and bookstores. Yeah. Um, look what it's done to radio. It's done uh, It and and so, um, and to me, as a part of the television business, I see that. Yeah. And I'm no dummy. You know, okay. it's like I don't think that that same you know thing is coming for my industry. Not coming for it. It's just you know, it's just the way things are changing. Um but you know, I think that's why the key is to try to stay relevant with it.
0: Yeah. And you have to.
1: You oh yeah. It's it's either that's or you're gonna die. It's either figure out how to coexist with it or it's going to eat you.
0: Two questions. One, the connection for you and Western, you graduated your your graduate degree here.
1: Right.
0: What as, as a community face, a person who represents this region all of the time on television, what does Western mean to you?
1: Western is awesome to me. Um, I, through Western, I learned of another person that lived inside of me. Mm-hmm. Because when I went to school here, the experience that I had here in the yeah. classes with the teachers, um, with the faculty members, with the program, it was awesome. Uh, even to, to this day when I come onto the campus and I park in the parking structure and walk over here to Brown like I did this afternoon yeah. I have a smile on my face yeah. because I love the atmosphere I love the attitude that's here and it opened a lot of doors you know to a, a, another person. Um, you know there's working for the man which I look I, I, um, I'm not an ingrate I appreciate you know what the yeah. business has done for me and it's been a great great, Life and a great world and a great career and it's still going by the way, um, but but this was something entirely different, you know, um, to be in an academic setting, you know. And at the time, it wasn't that long ago, Tim. But but now maybe it's so antiquated to think of being over at Waldo in the library as much time as I spent in the library. Yeah, right. But the, but but that's the way it was even six seven years ago. You were still over world. in the library, you know. And um, but to be there and to be to have that freedom of thought and to have people who are encouraging you, you know, to, right. to think and to think outside the box. Um, um, so it, it really, to me, gave me the chance to find out about another person who I, you know, I still, I really still like, uh, quite a lot, and, you know, and I'm still working, you know, I presented a paper at a conference, uh, in March, wow. um, with Dr. Borden, you yeah. know, with Dr. Sandra Borden You're still and doing it. I'm still doing it. And I, uh, um, I happened to see her, actually, <laughs> as I was walking into uh, into Brown here. Of course you did. I did. I saw her, and that, and we talked about that. It's like, because there's another conference I want to submit a paper for. And um, I told her when I did my thesis defense um, with Dr. Macchiolardi yeah. and Dr. Pritchard from Philosophy, which I sure. still give such praise to, because they shepherded me through the process. Yeah. There's no way I could have made this by myself. Right. Right. Um, uh, that I still want, I don't want to fall off the, the face, the, the Western planet here. I right. want to stay involved. I want to stay active. And, um, that's what Western still means to me. It's not mm-hmm. like I graduated and now I went off and I'm off on my own. To me, uh, it's still a very important part of who I am.
0: That's awesome. Final thing. Yeah. You want an Emmy.
1: Oh, I, I did.
0: You won an Emmy Award. A Bronco got an Emmy Award for, from what I remember, it was for a blizzard coverage.
1: It, it was for winter coverage. Yep. Yeah, it was a weather cast. It's uh, for Michigan NADIS, the National Academies of Television Arts and Sciences, the Michigan chapter. And every year they you know, give out Michigan Emmys, um, which are judged. They send the entries out to other states, to other chapters. So it's not like just done yeah. here at home. Uh, but it is in competition with all of the stations, so you know you're going up against the Detroit stations too. So it was it was a proud moment. It was for some winter weather coverage. Uh, it was the first time I had entered, and I really didn't know what to expect. Right. So I was quite shocked, to be honest. And then afterward, because to me, I just thought like, okay, well, yeah, that's great. Uh, first of all, I was surprised that the the statuette is actually like the ones that you see on the national coverage for the people who are in Hollywood, who win the National Emmys, which is like, mm. this is crazy. And it's actually heavy and everything. It's like, what? I thought this was going to be just like, you know, uh, sort of light. It's like, who don't bend it or whatever. Sure. Um, and then also um, the attention that it got. Uh, I was not expecting that. Honestly, I know it sounds stupid, maybe in hindsight, but I really was just sort of like, because, you know, to me, it was just a weathercast that I did that I thought was really good. Sure. Um and it's like but then all of a sudden it's like whoa you get lots of attention whenever you've you you know you've won one and so i haven't been able to pick up a second one yet but i plan on it <laughs> i'm I not done it. i'm not done
0: well good luck to you on the emmy as a matter of fact you're getting ready to leave here and go get on air That's right. to tell us about this great weather we're having yes so i can't hold you any longer i wish we could talk all day but thank you keith for being in today
1: thanks tim thanks for inviting me and you know i am proud and honored to be doing this podcast. And I am also proud and honored to be your friend. I think it was quite a stroke of luck for me to have been in that very first class yeah. uh, with you.
0: I'm so blessed, man. You too. And I, I tell you, uh, you heap accolades on a person who who uh, is really just blessed. And I thank you thank for you. that. And, well, I, appreciate and it. I appreciate your friendship. Good to have Keith on today, and for you listening, uh, in the listening audience, you want to find more about Keith Thompson and our great alumni and the work they're doing and to make a difference in the world, from Emmys to water projects in Africa, go to mywmu.com raisethew, and you can get more information there. If you're out and about today talking with folks, make sure you mention Western Michigan University and all of the impact that the people, places, and work of this university have on the world. And if you do that, you'll help us all to raise the W. I want help with the help and over. I want help with the and over.